Your favorite cartoon characters will help you understand how drugs and alcohol can ruin your life. So watch the program. Talk about it with your family. back to a special presentation with Mike and Ethan or Elf will not be seen tonight. Hey, it's it's the first episode of our second season. Let's call it that. Yeah, that's right. Year two. <laughs> yes. Year two of special presentation with Mike and Ethan. And now we're go- we're going to start experimenting and doing some things that are. Well, I mean, we already started experimenting with this, with the whole uh, Skywalker kids thing, didn't we? Where yeah. we're going to do things that are related to cartoons and ancillarily, but uh, are not necessarily based on comic strips. And today we are doing something that, uh, if you could imagine it being successful, it would have been a very different world that we all grew up in. God, I can't even imagine who this was made for. To be totally honest, <laughs> I, 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 what it did was it sent me on this rabbit hole, finding out what was going on with Mary Tyler Moore Productions. Mm, mm. It's amazing to think that Mary Tyler Moore had once had such a stranglehold on our entire entertainment industry, and now it's just you know melted away like tears in the rain. But... Well, you know what? Yeah, she's she's like that giant statue of Ozymandias in the desert, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and you look down at the head and it goes, meow! <laughs> oh, Mimsy. <laughs> yeah, it was very interesting looking at that and how, you know, you never knew what was going to turn out to be an MTM thing until you saw the kitten at the end. I do remember as a child seeing that on so many, it was everything, everything we watched as a kid either had that cat or the, uh, sit boo-boo sit good dog. <laughs> or the, uh, the, I don't remember what production company it was, but that had the, uh, the guy playing the violin and his, uh, his bow drew the S in the logo. Oh, that's right. Oh, they had there that was for also... Capital Critters, and there was an animated version for that too. Yeah, there's also that one where the dude he's like leaving an office at the end, and the, and some woman says good night, Mister So and So, and he goes. Rrr. <laughs> I don't remember what production company that was either, though. No, no. Then yeah. then there was the one where Spider Man is on a logo. I remember that from the Muppet <laughs> Babies. Yeah, and that was before that. There was the and any oh yeah Mark Seven. Dang! Oh man memories uh but anyway the reason we're we went on we're talking about this is because tonight we watched uh carlton your doorman now to understand carlton your doorman you have to understand that there was a popular show called rhoda and rhoda itself was a spinoff of the mary tyler moore show and but the thing that apparently the the I guess the breakout character from Rhoda was the never seen face never shown on the on the show 
uh, doorman who ran the door, I guess. You know, I didn't know what a doorman did until I watched this. I guess they open doors <laughs> in fancy buildings. That's their thing. Uh, it it looks from this like he also uh, puts their mail in their mailboxes and I guess does other random stuff like walk dogs. I, I think it must be a New York thing because I've never I, I don't know any of this. sort. I've never seen anything like this. Yeah, he dresses like what I would call a bellhop. But eh. yeah. Um, but yeah, so he but the but the reason I think that he was such a breakout character on Rhoda was he is voiced by Lorenzo Music, um, a Garfield. Yes. And like I said, can you imagine a world where Carlton, your doorman, had been a slam dunk hit and here comes Garfield had just passed into the wind? I imagine. So this was from 1980. So can you imagine that if this was a hit, Lorenzo Music would have been so busy doing this that he never would have voiced Garfield. And we would probably get one of those other people who auditioned, possibly Sterling Holloway. <laughs> Sterling Holloway? Oh That's my right. god. I, I looked it up and apparently he was one of the guys who auditioned for Garfield's voice. I, I I'm trying to imagine that. Sterling Holloway. It's like, okay, let's see. What's a Garf what's a Garfield line? Uh, Hello, I'm Garfield. I'm a cat, and this is my cartoonist, John. <laughs> Our only thought is to entertain you. Feed me. See, it's just, I just, it sounds like, can you imagine the, uh, wow. The, the, this seems like, this seems like a Rick and Morty bit where they just watch like alternative TV and they're like, yeah, in this universe, Sterling Holloway play, plays Garfield. Give, give me my, I'm Gazorpa Zorpa field. Give me my goddamn lasagna. Or, uh, enchiladas. Uh, yeah. Enchiladas, that's it. Yeah. Sorry. Oh. Uh, I don't have a high enough IQ to remember <laughs> Rick and Morty bits correctly. Let's, let's try it again. Okay, Garfield, voiced by Peter Lorre. You know what I like about Odie? <laughs> He's so push-offable. You know what? Actually, that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> that would be 100% amazing. If Garfield was Peter Lorre, voiced by Peter Lorre. Now for a really hard one. Garfield has voiced by Hans Conrad! Oh, <laughs> More train loads of food! Airdrop food into my mouth! More cattle! Hurry! I'm hungry! <laughs> it's good, but it's a lot less sexy. Yeah. <laughs> than the Renzo music doing... I guess he never did read that one out loud, did no, he? No, but at least he's got kind of a husky voice that you're yeah, like, oh, my. There is that. Like, you can kind of hear... Like, I bet, like... I bet that Lorenzo Music was pretty good at pillow talk because he's just oh. got that naturally salty voice. So, sorry, sultry, not salty <laughs> voice. <laughs> well, he does. I think the natural salt in his voice is uh, why they hired him for Garfield. That's true. Um, I mean, apparently, like uh, Jim Davis said that um, they they were doing auditions and um, Lorenzo Music basically did one line read and he was like, that's the guy. Um, that's him. Yeah, when Jim Davis was saying, like, oh, there's this big room of, of people to audition, and I saw Lorenzo Music in the corner looking himself. So uh, I guess he knew that he had uh, sensibilities. But um, the fact that uh, Carlton the Doorman was an unseen character on Rhoda seems to, I, I think, have inspired Lorenzo Music's career-long uh, camera shyness, where he does that, that running gag where you never see his face no matter what. 
Yeah, even in like you know production stuff that never is supposed to never leave the company. Like uh, like uh, these are these are your uh, people to here, secretary. Don't don't uh, card these people. They work here. You know he'll still have a photo taken with a Garfield mask on or something like that. Yeah, um, and it's funny because there is a photo of him that I saw on Wikipedia, and um, yeah. he's you know he's a, he's he's a, he's a normal looking guy. He looks yeah. a lot like Cheech Marin, to be honest. But a little uh, bit, yeah. He's just a just a bald middle aged man. He looks yeah. like he looks like Bram from Sharon Lois and Bram. Yeah, I can see that. Um, you know, and he's a uh, but but he's not a bad looking guy. No, um, no, not at all. He's, I'm sure he was getting tons of trim in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, should we? I think we're probably going to talk a lot about Lorenzo music. In this. Yeah, should we okay. talk about him before first, or should we talk about Carlton, the doorman? Yeah, let's talk about Carlton. Okay. Now, yeah, the Carlton special seems to be a... I, I, what, do you think it's a pilot, or do you think it's just a special? I think it was a pilot. It, it ah. says... Um, what I read is it was an unsold uh, pilot. Unsold. So they, uh. they thought that this would be a thing. They were they made this in hopes that. Um, um, uh, oh, sorry. Yes, here it is. Um, according to Wikipedia, uh, music co-produced and co-wrote a 1980 animated special called Carlton Your Doorman, which won an Emmy Award because it's so yeah. good. <laughs> and though it was actually a pilot episode, CBS did not pick it up as a series. Wow, I that's weird to think that he wrote this. I I have to wonder if maybe it is an unsold pilot. It was because they only had one person that they were trying to sell it to. I just imagine Lorenzo like, okay, what what do you want in the special? And he's like, I want to see the molested dead dog. <laughs> yes, someone who's really into that uh, bestiality. I mean. I, I can't, I wonder if, I was watching the things with the Shaftmans, and I was wondering if they were a caricature of somebody real. Maybe that's who Mr. Shaftman is, the whoever it was at CBS they were trying to sell this to. Yeah, he does, he does have that, um, that feel where they, they do that, um, where they're like, this is very, this is very funny if you work at the CBS headquarters, but, <laughs> you know, um, the, uh, so this is, the special, it, it feels extremely well it is 1980 so it makes sense yes. it does feel extremely 70s yeah it, it's the it's the it's the carter 80s the very yeah. short-lived carter 80s it's that got that kind of like every it's animated with that kind of loosey-goosey um keep on trucking look it's not quite um not quite ralph bakshi but but has a little bit of that that style to it no, it's directed by uh, Fred Wolf, which is why you'll probably recognize it as resembling uh, "Free to Be You and Me." Oh, yeah, yeah, I'd say so. So that, that and also the that. and the point. If you've ever seen that one, yes, I do remember that. That one was about how that was that cartoon about how war war is bad, right? Or is it racism? Um, among other things, it. I think that I think the same people did the video for. The one about uh, peace on earth is all it said. Oh, one tin soldier. One tin soldier. Yes. Yeah, I remember having to sing that in in uh, middle school music class, and I remember at the <laughs> time I was like, "Well, I remember it's like, oh, really? The real treasure, the friends we made along the way." <laughs> well, we had. Let's see, we had to sing. Uh, oh God, it was I have no. You know what? 
we had to sing an awful lot of songs that they never actually gave me any lyrics for. So I just had to kind of mouth along and listen to the others and gradually get line by line. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, I it feels it feels like ADHD writ large. I remember that we had to sing that one. We had to sing. Um, uh, we, we did. We actually sang a great Dies Irae. My 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 middle school music teacher was extremely into Gregorian chants, which was, <laughs> I'm sure we were supposed to learn something through that. But I, anyway, that was whatever. about when that that was about when that big chant CD came out, didn't it? Yeah, the Funky Monks. Yeah, or whatever whatever they were called. I don't know, like um, Enigma, right? Something like that. All I remember is that you know the greeting card artist. Uh, Oh crap! What's her name? The one who did uh, ah, ah, I forget her name. But she did a whole parody of it with animal with uh, barnyard animals called Grunt. <laughs> I did not know that actually. Yeah, and the pigs were all singing in pig Latin. Oh, that's actually kind of clever. It is pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> probably funnier than Carlton the doorman. Yeah, Carlton your doorman is not good. It is a I, I I watched this with a, with a group of my friends and I was just, I have, I do this a lot. I, I try and get other people's reactions uh, when I watch these and it was just universally negative. They said, this makes me feel wrong and bad. This makes, gives me a yucky feeling in my stomach. <laughs> yeah. Um, I watched this alone. Uh, and, um, my, my, um, reaction was just complete indifference. I like, there was no like bump in my biorhythms watching this. Yeah. I couldn't, I just like, and even now I'm having trouble. I literally watched it 20 minutes ago and I'm already having trouble remembering what happened. Um, <laughs> but I think it starts with a car. So actually it's weird. There are two theme songs in this because yeah. it starts out with this kind of like kind of funky beat you know? Yeah. yeah like, blah, 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 blah. and then, um, it's, um, and they do this whole thing where Carlton is getting dressed, but you don't see his face. And it's now it seems just kind of, it doesn't stick out now, but I'm sure at the time people were like, Oh my God, we're going to see Carlton's face. We're going to see Carlton, my doorman's face. I can't believe and we're actually going to see it. I can't believe it's, it's what does Carlton look like? What is Carlton? Oh, he just looks like Zonker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess the thing is, like, I've never watched Rhoda, so I, I guess I can't be disappointed. But, like, because yeah. so watching it, I was kind of like, yeah, that fits. I mean, he kind of looks like an old hip. I mean, he, his voice sounds like an old hippie. So he, so it is the look that would fit the character. Yeah. Um, so it's not like when they reveal Dr. Claw's face in that uh, action figure and everyone's like, yeah. what? <laughs> Boring. Yeah. It's like, why did you do that? Yeah. Um, but uh, Carlton, your doorman, um, yeah. he is, I guess the plot is that he is your doorman and yes. um, he works at a building where he answers the door and the man who owns the building is, uh, well, you know what? I mean, if you're going to, if, if you're going to make a cartoon and it's like, and there's a guy who owns a building, it's going to be this guy. Yeah. He's like a, a little short fat guy with a big cigar. Yeah. His name, his name was. Mr. Sh Mr. Shaftman. Well, the first I, time I heard it, I was like, yeah. Mr. Shadman? You mean like the pedo artist? <laughs> Every time they said his voice, I just kept hearing, oh, Mr. Sheffield, you know, from the <laughs> nanny. <laughs> but so, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, he's he's mad at Zonker for not showing up to work on time. 
And yeah. they do a lot of that like kind of sitcom banter that's that's not really very funny. I mean, it's like it's that weird thing where it's like you you see like oh that's kind of clever yet entirely not funny. But but it must have been funny. Did you hear how the audience was reacting? Oh, that's right. This was they animated before a live studio audience. <laughs> so. It is apparently this was one of the last animated things to have a laugh track, according to uh, Wikipedia, my source on all things, um, which is interesting when you realize that prior to this, that that was normal. Like every cartoon that had any sort of adult um, uh, demographic, they added a laugh track in because the Flintstones had it. Um, yeah. Laugh Olympics, I think, had it. Laugh Olympics? Uh, yeah, which is like. There, which shows an incredible lack of faith in the title right there. Uh, I think uh, actually, Scooby-Doo even had it. Laugh Olympics should have had like a roaring crowd laughing if they could have done that. That that would have been that would have been a lot better. I mean, that would have been at least sort of thematic. Um, but yeah, I don't the know. The Muppet I, Show had a laugh had a laugh track. I mean, yeah, that, and it kind of ruins the Muppet Show. It's it's actually, you know, one of the best ones is the one where they the they send the audience home because it's actually the day that they uh, that they in, that they uh, they interview new acts. So you get the whole show with no laugh track, and it's actually really good. Oh wow! Helps there's a Steve Martin episode. Oh well, yeah. It is funny how that was just such. I mean, the culture of America was such that that was just a normal thing, and I guess people don't know when to laugh. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's, I mean, it's weird because I guess the, the theory is that like, oh, if you hear laughter, you know, there's a joke and it'll make it seem funnier because we are, you know, social animals and we yes. tend to mimic emotions of other people. Um, now, I actually, it's funny because I actually, when I was younger, I attended a, a um, I was in a live studio audience at one point. Oh, really? Yes, I went to a live taping of Whose Line Is It Anyway? Oh, lucky. Yeah, and um, the thing is, and actually, if you ever see the episode, you can see me, because I am right behind Drew Carey. So oh, not wow. the good version. I'm in the American oh. version. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, like they said to me, they said, look, you're, you, and the, uh, not me specifically, my group, you're right behind Drew Carey. You're going to be on screen a lot. So you have to like laugh your asses off. You have to like really like act like everything is funny or we're going to move you. And we're just like, oh, we want to be on TV. So we better, we better play along. Wow. And, you know, at first it was okay. Cause you know, it's not super funny. But like you can pretend, but this taping lasted two hours and I always we, wondered how much they cut out of a given episode. Yeah, it turns out those guys are actually not nearly as good at improv as they <laughs> make it appear. So yeah. they redo things a lot. And by the end, we're just like, kill me. <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't do this anymore. Um, I do remember that uh, on the good version, there were plenty of episodes where and it wasn't really live. It was just Clive Anderson would show up and say uh, that say that here are some here are a lot of scenes from uh, last season that we didn't get to show off because we had to uh, cut time for advertisements. And that was so. Yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot that we didn't see that only ended up in the uh, collective uh, episodes. Yeah. Um, but so I assume that means that like when they say live studio audience, that is actually true. There are actually people there. They just tell them to laugh, you know, yes. and, uh, um, 
because uh, because as a kid, I just assumed they just had a machine. They pushed a button. Now, since this is a cartoon, it must be a machine pushing a button because they don't have people unless they have people just standing around looking at still frames. <laughs> I, I don't know what they would do there. That would be funny. Well, I mean, it could be that they uh, they show the final version and then re record the uh, laughter from a, like a big theater audience or something. But that's that, true. That wouldn't be live. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I'm not sure how they do this, um, but it, there is a laugh track and yeah. I, I it's very uh, controlled. It isn't doesn't sound you don't get a lot of like. Um, lingering laughs in there so it does sound like it's probably the same laugh just used over and over yeah i i am really glad this tradition died out yeah it's, i mean not just because we our generation are so used to there not being one but yeah i think you know it, there was still a lot of it when we were watching tv as on as kids because there yeah. were so many old reruns things like mash and Wait, MASH didn't have it, did it? I don't remember. I don't remember. But I mean, most of the sitcoms... Happy Days definitely yeah. did. That was what I hated about Happy Days. I mean, yeah, because the sitcoms uh, into the 80s had them. I remember, like, oh, Cheers and ALF and all those ones had laugh tracks. And... Yeah, ALF had a laugh track, but I think Cheers had a live audience. Oh, that's true. Hey, so I wonder... So when did sitcoms stop using them? Because I know that, like, they started doing a kind of more high you know, high-end prestige comedies that don't use them. But when did your average, like, what do you call it? Like two camera or three camera sitcom stop using the laugh track or. Well, they, well, they still have the live studio audience. I mean, like the freaking, the Connors, I think is filmed before a live audience, mm. but the, but what I'm thinking of, yeah, the prestige one, the first one I can think of is Malcolm in the middle. Mm. Yeah, that would be, you're right. That would be a pretty early one that didn't have it. Um, Hey, did Seinfeld have a laugh track? Yeah, it, it had a live studio, I think. Okay, it did. So, okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, but yeah, so I this feel like is... Friends must have had a, had a laugh track rather than a live yeah. studio audience. So, but... uh, Carlton, your doorman is from 1980. So, apparently, animation did away with the laugh track long before live action did because yeah. live action is still doing it into the 90s. Um, now, Carlton, his. Um, the story is that uh, Mr. Mr. Shadman, Mr. Shad, what's Shadman? Mr. Shaftman, yeah. Mr. Shaftman, uh, mm -hmm. his, his, he wants uh, Carlton to um, walk his dog, but his extremely horny wife wants to uh, get it on with Carlton. So she's always, she's always, you know, throwing herself at him. Yes. Uh, now, if you want to do the voice of Mrs. Shaftman, it's easy. Just speak while inhaling. Oh, Carlton, I really want to jump your bones. <laughs> she's she's basically Mrs. Bighead. <laughs> she's Mercedes McCambridge. Fuck me! Fuck me! <laughs> <laughs> she's, um, yeah, she wants, to, she's, she's very excited about, like, you know, getting with Carlton. And Carlton is, um, not interested in her. Um yeah. So I it's guess about this point that I realized that there was literally no one in this cartoon that I liked. Yeah, I actually thought it was kind of weird that Carlton, is, the character, again, I don't know anything about the Carlton as he was portrayed on Rhoda. 
Yeah. Uh, other than apparently he's a drinker, so he's supposed to like always be drunk or something. Yeah, I didn't recognize that he was supposed to be drunk, but I guess the only real TV drunk I'm familiar with is Barney Gumble. Yeah. And that's the thing is like Barney Gu- and that's the thing is like Barney Gumble is probably a little more accurate cuz you know. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like be, being an alcoholic is kind of n- not nearly as lovable as uh, Carlton makes it seem. Um, yeah. But uh, the thing is, they, they portray him. It's kind of weird, apparently, cause, because Mrs. Um, uh, uh, Shaftman. Yeah. <laughs> Shafter. Sha- <laughs> Mrs. Crankshaft uh, says, to, um, <laughs> says to him, like, oh, you've been trying, you've been, you know, macking on every woman in the building and he's like who told you that and she's like every woman in the building and it's like i i it's just weird because it's like oh i find it very hard to it says it's it seems weird that carlton is also like a, a big horn dog it feels like he should be like kind of almost like a shaggy type character or jughead so, who's just who just likes drinking you know so, so you want him to be garfield but with beer yeah yeah i Maybe that's why I kept thinking that because because it is Garfield's voice. So I'm like, why yes. is he? Why is why is he interested in women? I don't understand. <laughs> He's supposed to be devoted to his stomach or uh, liver above all. Yeah. Um, but um, anyway, so he he goes up to Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Mrs. Gearshaft and she's all <laughs> like, um, "Take my dog, for, the dog, for a walk." Right. Yeah. So that he, so he does that. Meets um, his mom in the park. His mom is yeah, a bag lady. His mom is a like a she's a bag lady. Yeah, she's like she's like a a professional uh, like trash picker or something. Huh? And she keeps and her running gag is that she keeps giving him one of something that you're supposed to have two of. And it's, I found her the most likable character. Yeah, I mean she's she she's not offensive in any way. I mean I should say she doesn't. Aff- Offend me in the sense that I dislike her. I suppose she may be offensive to you know um, houseless people to, yeah. s- to see that done as a gag. Um, I was actually surprised because when he first at the beginning he's like, "Oh hi mom," I thought, "Oh this is going to be like a once-off joke." But apparently, like, no, that's gonna that was planned to be a thing in this show that his mom is. I I, I guess is she homeless? What is going on? Well, there? she lives with she lives with him so that's oh, just does she? Uh, okay. her not having a job i guess oh okay i couldn't tell if she actually lived with i thought that um she just lived in the i thought she lived in the trash and her like shitty ungrateful son didn't <laughs> he just let her live there while he lived inside a house i mean knowing carlton i can believe that very easily but it it seems it seems like he at least somewhat somewhat takes care of her since he takes her out to dinner with his girlfriend at the end. Oh, that's but, right. Yeah. Um, oh, he's also got a cat. Yeah, the cat's name is Ring Ringo, and I thought he was a raccoon at first. Yeah, he's got the ring the ring tails. Probably yeah. why they call him Ringo. Um, Ringo. Yeah, they do that thing like like when Carlton puts his pants on, he accidentally puts Ringo in his pants, so Ringo sticks his head out of the fly and. And the laugh track goes crazy. I guess that was... Oh my god! Pants have flies! Ah! I mean, it's like, wow. It's it's just one of those things where it's like you realize when listening to a laugh track, it's like, it's just... Yeah, not good. You're faking it. You're faking it. Yeah. Not even even faking it on a Harry Met Sally level. Yeah. It's just, they're not not even trying. Um, 
But this anyway. is all in the winter time, by the way. You notice it's another, you know, snowy New York cityscape. I was wondering if maybe this is a Christmas special. Oh, maybe. It didn't um, really come up though. <laughs> no. Well, you know how it is. Like New York is always New York in the winter. It's always a yep. God. Like the, yeah, like they said in uh in Gila Monsters Meet You at the Airport. Back east it snows and blows all the time, except for five minutes when it's spring and summer. Also, you know, they're allig- they're alligators in the sewers, and sometimes they meet you at the airport. <laughs> I read it in a book, so I know it's so. Uh what a what a classic. I remember that one. <laughs> I I think I actually once went to an airport and they had a little uh, Gila monster display. So that was nice. Nice. Um, they, they were all like, okay, well, we, we need something that's airport themed. So we're going to go with that. <laughs> yeah. um, I remember that book and I, reading that book and being like, wait a minute, it's Gila monster. Oh, I've been saying it wrong this whole time. Like a sap. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Gila monsters and gorned toads. Yeah, I, you know, so then then I had to explain to me it's a it's a Spanish G. It's like oh, okay, is, but uh, oh yeah, it is it isn't a G too. Yeah, I was not just the J. That's right. Oh, is it a J? I think it's a, yeah. I no, it's, no, it's a G. A G. I was trying yeah. to remember if in Spanish you pronounce the G uh, harder or aspirated like uh, like in Jorge. Oh, yeah, I guess I guess it is also like an H. Um, anyway, uh, Carlton, the doorman. So Carlton, Carlton doorman. your doorman. I'm sorry. Yes. Oh, no. You can have him. <laughs> According to this this show, I own Carlton. It's just like my <laughs> wait. Wait a second. If it's, it's like people always say, like, my little pony. Well, does that indicate that <laughs> I own that pony? But Carlton, your doorman indicates that I don't own Carlton. He's always owned by someone else. I, by definition, can't own him because he is your doorman. However, my little pony, I always own because it's my. Okay, you just so. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is getting stupid. I don't Every know. single I just person like the tuned idea. in has, has just been like, okay, that's enough. We're turning this off. We've <laughs> lost like our the entire thought of audience. having an entire toy line of doormen, and they all have, you know, pre- they all have uh, beautiful flowing epaulets that you can comb. <laughs> well, you know, he does have nice hair in this. Yeah. He's got I, he's not an unattractive cartoon character. Yeah. He's he's got that kind of um kind of like skinny hippie look. You know, very very shaggy or you yeah. know rincewind or I guess. Um rincewind. Uh, I don't know why I thought of rincewind as as the uh, archetypical cartoon hippie sort of guy cuz he's like a not a cartoon and b not a hippie. <laughs> We're talking from uh, from uh, Discworld. Discworld. Okay, okay. For a second, I thought Rincewind was for something way lower rent, like some D and D series or something. <laughs> no, no. I think just the way they they draw him sometimes kind of looks like like a hippie. Uh, so okay. I think that's why I thought of it. Um, yeah, he, he. They tend to draw him with like an Amish beard, don't they? Yeah, they do. Um, uh, okay, so Carlton is walking a dog. Yes, the dog's name is Pumpkin, and he's, uh, I mean, he's just a cartoon dog. That's the thing, is that we're supposed to be, you know, angry about the dog, about what a mean dog he is, but he's just a dog. They yeah. barely anthropomorphize him. Yeah, and... he's, you're right, he's just, he's just a dog, and he um, doesn't even do the muttly thing, you know? 
you know, he doesn't laugh. Yeah, he doesn't laugh at anyone's jokes. He just, you know, he just wants to go for his walk because he's a dog. And uh, then he has a heart attack and dies. Uh, I love I love comedy. I I love to laugh. <laughs> I know. It was kind of like when that happened, I was like, what? Okay. I well, mean, we do get one very brief moment of the dog clutching his chest and panicking and trying to call to Carlton before slumping back dead instantly. So it had like an embolism or something. And it's like, this is awful. I mean, this, you know, you know that, you know, that far side cartoon where the lady has braced her dog door shut and she's calling here, Fifi, come on faster, Fifi. Yeah. That's different. That's funny. That is actually, that is entertaining. I mean, maybe, you know, Gary Larson, Assumed, probably correctly, that most of the civilized world hates little rat-sized dogs named Fifi. And, yeah. you know, that's... But the joke here is that the, the this woman is being incredibly cruel. But there is... But the only cruelty here is on the part of God. This dog just dies trying to keep up with Carlton as he macks on a woman at the park. Yeah. Like, I also argue the Farside cartoon is funny because it is so surreal you're like, this woman owns a dog, yet somehow... This is her own dog. This is her own dog, but somehow she's just like, I'm going to do this thing to it. And it's so bizarre and nonsensical that it, it kind of becomes funny. Whereas, like, when you watch Carlton Doorman, the dog dies, it's like, oh, yeah, the capriciousness of life. That's not funny. That could be me. That yeah. will be me someday. This dog has reminded me of my own mortality. I don't like it. Oh, memento Carlton. Yeah, it's like oh, this is terrible. Um, like, 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 literally, like the dog will be like, as I am, you will be. So, <laughs> the, uh, again, I mean, it's it harks back, you know, harks forward a little bit to Diana's piano because again, it's not like a cartoon dog. I mean, it is a cartoon dog, but at the same time, it's only portrayed as a dog who is is. You know, as innocent as any dog, and I'm not—I'm not even that big a fan of dogs. But I still felt really terrible for Pumpkin. Yeah, he basically dies alone, and he's—he's um—he's like he's yeah. It's like oh, I can't believe this because we're supposed to be like this rotten dog. I can't believe he made Carlton take him outside just so he could take a shit. Stupid dog. <laughs> Why does he have to poop? Um, but um. Yeah, well, Carlton it's... did make a pretty good joke there at the beginning when uh, he gets the note from Mrs. Stavman that uh, the, that uh, Pumpkin's in, in the bathroom. Come and get him. And Carl's like, well, if he's in the bathroom, why do I have to take him for a walk? Yeah, that OK. I, I'll credit where it's due. There are a couple of lines in this thing that are actually pretty amusing. Um, yeah. And I know that... is the one where he's trying to explain how how Pumpkin died. And he's like, he just went like. And he can't snap. He went really fast. Yeah. Like, it's funny. The The funniest jokes in this are the ones that don't seem like the ones that feel incidental. Yeah. The ones that don't get uh, the big laugh track. Yeah. You and... know what it's like? It's like Popeye. Yeah. You know, because, you know, Popeye says incredibly funny things under his breath that uh, you have yes. to really be listening for. You're right. Um, you know, um that actually reminds me um i was listening to um or reading a thing by there's a comedian called stuart lee mm. and he was talking about 
uh, tricks of stand-up comedy. And apparently there's a thing in stand-up comedy where you tell a joke and then after the joke, you say, you say the joke and then you say like, and, and, but you kind of pause there. And the, the point of it is if you pause at the punchline for the laugh, the audience is like, oh, you're, you're straining for a laugh. We're not going to do it. But if you add and, it sounds like you're just going to continue on and that the joke you made was just kind of a throwaway incidental thing. And that somehow makes the whole thing funnier. And huh. so that might be the principle that's going on here, that these jokes just feel funnier because this cartoon is not like rubbing our noses into them. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, because... Yeah, any joke that I'm supposed to jump to my feet for feels less funny. Yeah, because like you know the ones where there's the big laughs, we're like, oh, we're like you know the cat in the pants. We're like, oh, that's a big set piece. We're supposed, to, we really need to notice that. But like, eh, you know, it's just it it kind of falls flat. Like a lot of things in this, but yeah. um, a few of the little like the the little um the little bits kind of land. Um, yeah. Though like, there are some I mean, weird ones. Go oh, on. sorry. Yeah. Go on. No, you go on. Go on. I was going to say, there's some weirdness in this, like when Pumpkin dies uh -huh. and that woman comes up and she's like, what a well-behaved dog. And Carlson's like, he's dead. It's like. And she pulls her hand away and goes, ew. That's, it was so strange because it's like, you kind of had a joke there, but I guess you wanted to make it serious. So you have that line of the dog being dead, which just kind of seems weird because like. Carlton, would you really just be like, the dog's dead? It's like, you, you could just like let the lady believe you have a well-behaved dog. You don't have to ruin her day, too. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's... And her reaction is not like, oh, my God, you poor thing, you've lost your dog. It's like, ew, a poor person with a dead animal. Yeah, seriously. Maybe it's a New York thing, you know? You're a bitch. Because, <laughs> weird. Um, but then Carlton has to get a replacement dog. So, yeah. Oh, and uh, he goes to the, he goes to a pet cemetery and he gets he gets pumpkin buried for 20 bucks. I know. And they're acting like that's so much money. The king's the kingly sum of 20 bucks. I, I mean, the kid could have gotten that poor lab cat buried easily and not had to sneak into the pet cemetery. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently, uh, I guess apparently twenty dollars is like an exorbitant sum back then in nineteen eighty. Uh, in nineteen eighty, I, I don't mean... know. Well, Carlton acts like it is, so I'm kind of yeah. like confused. I don't know. I'm... And then he gets paid three bucks for walking pumpkin. So I wonder what that that's like. Mm. When is actually Carlton the doorman supposed to take place? Is it supposed to take place in nineteen eighty? I I can't. I don't see any sign that it would have been any other time. It mm. does. It does. It the. We know we see. Oh well, I mean it's a relatively up to date buzzer system with the intercoms and everything. Right. I think. Right. I mean, as far as I can tell. Yeah, um, I'd, I've never lived in an apartment building, so I wouldn't know. But yeah, um, I mean, I have, and they they kind of looked like that. I mean, but yeah. it has been a long time, so I don't know. Yeah, um, but, but you didn't have a doorman. No, we did not have a doorman. Uh, oh, it wasn't man. we weren't that upscale. <laughs> All I know doormen from are this and uh, like Super Fudge, where they have a doorman who's their friend and hmm. and Fudge um, tries tells him where babies come from. And oh, 
Um, yeah, I don't remember seeing doormen in anything else. I mean, I, I think I've seen them. I think I've seen them in cartoons. You know? Yeah, it's it seems like one of those things that happens a lot more in cartoons. Like, I don't know. First thing I thought of was wacky penguins, but that probably happens a lot when we're not looking. Yeah. Like, I mean, I can't think of a specific uh, instance, but I'm sure there must have been like some cartoon where Bugs Bunny wants to get into a building and some like really like buff doorman with giant like ape arms and tiny little feet won't let him in. Yes. You know, one um, of Chuck Jones's lummoxes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that just seems like a very classic Bugs Bunny thing to happen. So uh, if if there is no such cartoon, then I mean, really, Chuck Jones, what is that? How how can you <laughs> let that? How can you let that perfect opportunity slip between your fingers? Um, Chuck Jones is canceled, man. Yeah, seriously. Um, Chuck Jones is too busy drawing uh, Tom's eyebrows to like notice that he's <laughs> missing out on all the good, all the good uh, Bugs Bunny uh, antagonist situations. Um, not you know. Not only that, this is the same afternoon, but Pumpkin is already buried with a gravestone that says Pumpkin. D do you think that they pre-make pet tombstones with uh, all of the uh, basic pet names? Here lies Flopsy. Here lies Rover. Man, I mean, um, I gosh, I I feel like nowadays they do make pre-make a lot of tombstones that have pictures of pets on them. I mm. think names are, I mean, they're so wacky with pets that like, how are you going to predict what people who name their pets? People come in with things like named Cosmic Creepers or something, you know? So, <laughs> um, yeah, they, like, well, I mean, your cat, well, don't you know, a cat has three different names. You know, oh, it has that's every, true. The everyday name, like Boo Boo or something, and then his real name is, you know, uh, you know, Master Disaster uh, Ultra Peace the Fourth or something like that. Yeah. And then Hell there's yeah. the third name that only the cat knows. I think uh, it's like if you go to the pet cemetery and you're like, okay, I'm looking for the, uh, I'm looking for tombstone uh, that's a Bort. It's like, I'm so, what? <laughs> talking to my cat? No, no, my cat is also named Bort. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, he does not. Uh, so then he goes to look for more dogs and he, he tries because yes, he can't can't just say, uh, you know, your your dog died of a heart attack uh, on his walk. I'm so sorry. He has to find a replacement for Pumpkin. So he goes to what is it? The is it the pound? Or yeah, like he first goes shelter? to the pound. Yeah, he goes to the pound um, and he cannot find a dog that's right. But um, but before he leaves, he pulls the master switch to release all the dogs. Do, so, do you think that that's a thing? I do not think that is a thing at all. <laughs> I think that most pounds probably have normal doors with locks on them. Um, you know, I think they were just like, well, we can't animate Carlton unlocking every door. So we're just going to have this switch here that he pulls. Um, <laughs> I, I wonder if maybe maybe it's a fire code thing. Like you have to be able to oh. make sure these animals can get free and they're not going to put it way in the back where you have to put yourself into danger. So, you know, if you ever have to flee the building, well, it should have at least been like under glass you had to break or something. Okay. You know, you're, you, you might be right off that actually. Now that I think about it because um, it, it would be very difficult to unlock every cage in the event of a fire. Um, but anyway, so we, we finally know that it is Carlton who has let the dogs out. 
<laughs> you can shut up now, Baha man. God. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> so, so then he goes to a pet store. And yeah, there's a pet store, and there's a uh, old man with his with a parrot, and they have sassy. a dog that looks exactly like Punkin. Yeah, but it turns out it's already been sold. Yes, it's already been sold to a person who's basically the human equivalent of Punkin. Yeah, so. um, but it's funny because um, then comes one of the what I thought was actually the best line in the whole special. Where uh, the guy says, we have another one that looks like him. And, and Carlton's like, well, can I, I want to see that. And the guy brings it out and it's a puppy. And Carlton's like, oh, it's a puppy. And the store owner says, yeah, that's that's how I get them from the mothers. <laughs> Which I thought was probably the funniest thing they say in the entire, um, you know, the entire, the entire animation. Because it's just so deadpan. <laughs> the, the parrot makes a couple of uh, one-liners too, but... Uh... Yeah, yeah, on the yeah, as Carlton is excusing himself, the shop owner's like, "How about a parrot?" And the parrot says, "How about an old man?" Hey, shut up. <laughs> that that was kind of amusing. <laughs> um, but anyway, he 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 finally unable to find another dog. Carlton um does uh put decides that he's going to transform his cat into a dog. Yes, and takes the yeah he takes his cat, poor Ringo, to his girlfriend, the uh, hairdresser, the hair butcher, as uh, Mrs. Shaftman called her. Yeah, and that's like you know, not only did you kill a dog and intentionally or not, but now you were being cruel to your very own cat, our yeah. hero. Yeah, they go. The the cat goes through. I can only imagine. Um, uh, uh, Tra uh, a tra traumatic hair um, changes, but also appears to be like they somehow give it a dog snout. And uh, yeah, I don't know how they did that. <laughs> they they twist the tail in a way that you cannot twist a cat's tail. They do not like that. Uh, but My, it's a cartoon, I, so whatever. Yeah, I immediately thought of the cartoon where George Licker puts a rubber band over Ren's tail and uh, it immediately turns black and falls off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so this whole thing is, is not good. But uh, I also um, I thought it was kind of weird because we do see Carlton's girlfriend in this. Right. Uh huh. And, and she's she's supposed to be hot because, you know, she's she's because a she has woman. visible nipples. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to mention that there are visible nipples and it's like, OK, that seems a little risque for 1980 network television, but you know, um, I, I, remember what I said about, uh, the, the fantastic funnies and how it's, you know, a, a specifically seventies kind of horny. Yes. I've learned that there was a word for that. They were called the jiggle shows. Really? Yes. You can look it up, look up jiggle shows on Wikipedia. And it has a big list of all these shows that were just about putting women in tight uniform, tight clothing and having them bounce around. God, can you imagine, I mean, living in a world before you had easy 24 access to pornography? Yeah. I mean, and people were just, people are going to tune in and see like, uh, like, you know, a woman in like a Hooters uniform and just like completely lose their minds. You know, just, be like, just literally like going and like seeing a, seeing a nipple 
poking through fabric and just reacting like a cartoon wolf in a Tex Avery short. <laughs> you know, like, like seriously, what a world. And we got that same thing from the woman that uh, Carlton was uh, chasing when uh, Pumpkin died, too. Did you see the, the way the, she was? She had very animated jiggle going. I on. did notice that. I was thinking like. It's like they're doing some uh, some studio clamp uh, jiggling there because um, <laughs> they really animate that. Uh, she does not have visible nipples, but they do no. have jiggle. And she's wearing like the really short, like, you know, um, what do you call? What are they called? We were talking about this the other day. Uh, uh, really uh, short what? The shorts. Pants? Yeah, short little, shorts? Yeah. Well, I know that short pants are called shorts, but really short, like, ex track track shorts. That's it. Track shorts, yes. Because remember, we were discussing this in with with um uh, our crowd, and someone apparently in jolly old Blighty, they call them baggies? Baggies? Uh, yeah. Well, I've, I've heard baggies used, but it uh, usually means a, you swim trunks. Oh, Okay. God, uh, you don't even know what you're getting. But um, but anyway, she is she's drawn that way because it is again, it's a very 70s thing where you're like, oh, yeah, tight shirts, really kind of hot pants type things. That's that's the look back then. Um, it's just like it feels like there was there were so close to inventing Mormon bubble porn. Yeah, man. I can't. It's it's sad that we are as as uh, with the uh, the rise of, um, you know, the in, insane religious fascism that's taking over this country uh, with all its, in, it, with the increasing uh, clampdown on adult material that we're going to re-enter uh, the, the age of jiggle shows because it'll once again be our only sexual outlet. I don't think so. I think that they've recognized by now that uh, having a sexual outlet uh, tamps down uh, the tendency for revolution. Mm. Well, you know, it, it worked for a while, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yes. We'll see. Um, anyway, so um, would this be a jiggle show? I mean. Yeah, I feel, I mean, there should have been more women in it to make it a real jiggle show. But you can see the influences of the jiggle show yeah. on this one, I would say. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So Carlton's girl, Carlton's nipply girlfriend uh, helps him turn his cat into a dog, and um, yes. he brings the, the dog. The cat does look just like P Pumpkin, which is, of course, not difficult because it is a cartoon. Yes. Um, so she he brings the dog back to Mrs. Um, Shaftman. Ms. Shaftman. <laughs> and, I'm sorry, um, did I cut you off in the middle of thinking of something funny? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was legitimately trying to remember her name that time. Um, Mrs. Shaftman. Uh, yes. and they, she does the, she does the, like, Oh, Rocco thing. And, um, yeah. and, but then Ringo like meows and gives the game away and. Oh, and it, she has sardines just sitting out on a big open plate. Maybe, was that a thing? That <laughs> I guy? was going to say, is that a rich people thing? I guess. Maybe? Well, rich people, <laughs> rich people do like eating extremely stupid foods. So yeah. maybe, <laughs> you know. Um, I just think of sardines as something you eat when you're uh, riding on a uh, in a train with hobos. Yeah, honestly, same. Um, after escaping from Andy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I really hope Simone uh, gets to France. 
So, yeah, she he finally has to admit uh, after being marched to the door that uh, that uh, he that he's killed or allowed Pumpkin to die. And Mrs. Schaffman is hammering him with her weak, skinny old lady fists at just as Mr. Schaffman steps in. And she says and she's telling him, fire him, kill him. And it's like, oh no, Carlton's really Carlton's really in a pickle this time. How is oh, that Carlton no. gonna get out of it? Um What's gonna happen? Is Carl gonna actually face consequences for his dangerous incompetence? Well, would it would it well, I bet you were pretty surprised by how it turned out. I, I uh... bet I bet you were completely blindsided. Like you not in a million years did you guess this twist that came up next. Yeah. Mr. Shaftman is an asshole who hated his own dog. Yeah, it's like who would who would have predicted? But um, except that that happens, and literally every time in a cartoon when someone kills someone else's animal, that happens. Um, well, they mentioned though the dog was like nineteen, so it's yeah, like, there's a very pretty, old dog. Yeah. yeah, that's extremely old for a dog. So I mean, I don't. I mean, they kind of should have been expecting it, you know? Yeah. Um, but. Uh, it is funny that, like, apparently, I wonder if they're now completely unconcerned with the fact that their dog is buried somewhere and they have no clue where. Well, I don't know. I wonder if maybe Punkin already had, they'd already had a gravestone made for him. Do you think that it was all prepaid and then the Carlton just had to show up? <laughs> and pay his own money for... Oh, you're right. <laughs> oh, man, what an asshole funeral director. He charges people for stuff that's prepaid. <laughs> He's skimming a little off the side, apparently. Um <laughs> So uh, anyway, then Carlton and uh, the Shad Man go <laughs> to get drinks together. And yes. that's kind of the end, I think. And then, is this something, did this taste really white privilege to you? Oh, in the sense that it's about like rich white people in a building who have their own doorman? Yeah, I mean, can you imagine what would have happened to Carlton if he'd been black? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, Carlton would, I, I don't think he would, um, I, I, I think that uh, this would have turned out very different. Yes. Um, but man, uh, it is, God. But he sees no consequences and is allowed, nay, encouraged to continue drinking himself to death. Yes. Um it's funny that they were like, oh, yeah, can, can I come? He's like, it's funny that uh, Mr. Sha Shaftman is all like, you got to be in on time, but it's okay if you're drunk the whole time. It's like, okay. <laughs> I mean, all right. Um, weird flex, but okay. Um, so, I mean, I can kind of see why CBS was like, no, we'll pass. Yeah. But don't feel bad for the MTM company. They had lots and lots of stuff on the way. Yes. So they had about a million shows. A freaking gazillion. After this, things you might have actually heard of, including Hill Street Blues, Remington Steel, St. Elsewhere, The Duck Factory. Well, you probably never heard of that one. I have heard of The Duck Factory. I remember yeah, those little Yeah, it ran on ducks. Comedy Central. Yeah. I remember the little ducks in the bumpers. Yes. Nothing else. And, of course, Fresno, which... Was a parody. Yes. Mary Tyler Moore Productions made a a miniseries called Fresno that was a parody of primetime shows like Falcon Crest and D Dallas and Dynasty. Oh, wow. 
What? Okay. Yes. So it was about a couple of wealthy raisin farmers in Fresno. Was it any good? I've never seen it. Huh. We've been watching Falcon Crest, actually. <laughs> what? Very interesting we've learned about like old soap operas is, um, first of all, people spend all their time drinking coffee, like constantly <laughs> in these things. Like everyone's going over to each other's houses to like make announcements. And they're like, do you want some coffee? Yes, some coffee, please. Oh, good. And it's all, you know, it's funny because, of course, everyone is drinking just that shitty instant coffee, which was the only thing that you had back in the 80s, you know, before the rise of Starbucks. And so also, have you liked coffee long? Yeah, it's like, oh, you know, let's talk about coffee. Well, Where is coffee? it, your coffee? <laughs> Show it to me. Bring it here. <laughs> the other thing is I like how every soap opera has like that one asshole character who instigates shit constantly. But they're like, you know, but it's like they come over and they say like, oh, yeah, your husband is cheating on you. And it's like, and, and everyone's like, I can't believe that. I'm going to go divorce him now. And it's like, well, sh well this lie, this person is lying. They lie constantly. That's what they do. Why do you believe them? You know they're a liar. Wow, soaps are so much more like Saturday morning cartoons. It's like, oh, great. We had to have a Reggie Mantle on this show. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I guess when you think about it, the art forms aren't that different. No, um, no. Got to keep people tuning in. But anyway, sorry. Well, I, I, was de I was derailing onto Falcon Crest because I know we're also everyone listening is like, oh, I want to hear more about Falcon Crest. <laughs> well, I really want to know how that Angela Channing gets out of this one. Is she, <laughs> is she actually going to uh, to buy uh, Westman Wines or will uh, Cole Giovanni uh, defeat her this time? Anyway, um, yeah, they uh, never have any laser fights on these shows. No, with a name like Falcon Crest, you would expect it, but no. Nope. Yeah, Falcon Crest sounds like a superhero team. Yeah, it's like, turns out, no, it's not. Um, but anyway, so Mary Tyler Moore, like you said, they do a lot of stuff. Oh, um, man, stuff that I I had no association with them. America's Funniest Home Videos. Really? Huh. Yeah. So Dr. What? Quinn, Medicine Woman. Uh, so what happened to them? Why do they no longer make TV shows? They got gobbled up by Fox, who got gobbled up by Disney. Oh, that's right. I forgot that we live in a we we live in the world of uh, omni consumer products now. But you know what that means? Disney owns Carlton, your doorman. Oh, so when are they going to let it out of the out of the vault? Yeah, when are we going to get want to see you know a a live action high budget remake of Carlton, your doorman with all celebrity voices? Damn. Now, of course, that's never going to happen. Disney has put it on complete lockdown. It, they've they've stuck it, you know, in that like, um, you know, the uh, the eighth sub basement, right between uh, Song of the South and Eek the Cat, and we will never ever see it. Other things we'll probably never ever see. Ba Bailey Kipper's POV. Uh, what? That was a Saturday morning live action show about a kid who had cameras all over his uh, household and was uh, always, uh, you know, and it was kind of getting kids used to the idea of the surveillance state, really. Oh, cool, cool. It's yes. like, uh, you, you, hey, hey, it's like, you you remember Elf on the Shelf? Well, get ready for Hellscape Panopticon. <laughs> Man, that is a that is a weird concept for a show, but maybe we're like home cameras, like really big at the time. They're like, oh, this hot new technology kids yeah. love. From nineteen ninety six, wow! Huh. It's like how later when they were like, oh, we're gonna make iCarly because to cash in on that whole iPod craze. 
Uh, what was really weird about Bailey Kipper was that they you do you know what a uh, do you remember what Kai Power Goo is? Yes, they uh, were doing what... that constantly on Bailey Kipper. Bailey huh. Kipper would he would smile at you, and then his you know smile would extend past his eyeballs. Okay, interesting. <laughs> it sounds like they were trying to go for kind of a um like a uh, Pete and Pete or a Beans Baxter feel for the show. Then yeah. Kind of. I mean, I only ever saw one episode, but it was real. It, it stuck with me because it's just so weird. Yeah. I've, and it's never been on DVD or anything. So, man, that's weird. I guess just another one of those things that's going to, that's that, uh, yeah. Well, that's what happens when all media is owned by, you know. Did by, you just say Beans Baxter? Yeah. Do you remember Beans oh. Baxter? Uh, I just saw it listed as one of the first things made by Fox Entertainment. So. Oh, what do you know? What do uh, you know? I believe it was an early Savage Steve Holland joint. Yeah. So like, everything remember... he's ever done is now owned by the Disney company, isn't God it? God damn it. Um, I remember Beans Baxter from when I was a kid because there's an episode where um, uh, Kitten Navidad plays the pumpkin princess and she's got huge titties. And uh, when I was 13, I was like, oh. That's interesting. Ah, uh, um, yes. Here's the episode. Nightmare on Beans Street. Beans and his friends are set upon by a deadly pumpkin sent by Ugly's leader, Mr. Sue and the Pumpkin Princess. It's a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, apart from Kitten Navidad or Natividad or however you say her name. Um, so speaking of kittens. Um, kittens. Kittens. Speaking oh, yes. of kittens, let's. Uh, I, I, there's something else I should mention. I think we should mention though is yes. uh, our main man for this episode, Garfield, aka Lorenzo yes. Music, and um, we we were we talked because I think everyone knows him as as Garfield, and of yes. course as Peter Venkman from mm -hmm. the Real Ghostbusters, mm -hmm. and of course as Carlton, your doorman. Yes, but. Um, I was looking at uh, his life and he has been in a, it's interesting that those are kind of uh, anomalies for what he's done because almost every other thing he's voiced because Garfield and um, Peter Venkman are kind of like, you know, kind of like uh, smarmy, you yeah. know, sarcastic, you know, mm -hmm. kind of um, goofy uh, con men sort almost not, not, not super uh, in Garfield's case, but you know he's a little bit sly. Um, yeah. Most of his other things that he has voiced are much more like Tummy Gummy. He seems... Yeah, kind of, kind of dopey and sweet natured, and uh, for the most part. Yeah. yeah. Which is interesting that like his most famous roles are kind of the ones that are very unlike anything else he's done. Um, but also, I just found out uh, his name was not actually Lorenzo. No, he was born Gerald and uh, he changed his name to Lorenzo for spiritual reasons after he became a member of the International Spirit Association, Sabud. <laughs> Lorenzo, Sabud. I, I, I mean, you, a man, a man has the right to change his name. So that's OK. You can change, change your name to Lorenzo and you don't have to explain it to me. Yeah, I just think it, I just found that interesting. It was like, so apparently Sabud is an acronym of Susila Budi Dharma, which is an international spiritual movement that began in Indonesia in the 1920s. 
So hmm. I learned something. I had not heard about that, but apparently because of his very strong faith in Sabud, Lorenzo Music uh, frequently volunteered at a suicide hotline. Oh, wow. And apparently he, he says that like very often people would call in and be like, oh, I'm so depressed. My, you know, everything's terrible. Wait a minute. You sound like that cat on TV. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's pretty cool, isn't it? That's... Yeah. I mean, it's nice. It's good that he, um, you know, uh, he, it's, it's always nice when you hear about a, a celebrity who, who, you know, gives back a little bit. Um, I'm a also... little bit reminded of the story of how... Penn Gillette did a uh, did a, a episode of Miami Vice where he was playing a Colombian drug dealer of all things. Uh, I've seen and, that one. Yes, and so a few weeks after it after it aired, he he was in New York and he decided to go to Sex World, which is one of these one of these places where you can put a coin in and a door slides open to reveal what the live woman inside is doing. Again, and, uh, a remnant of a, of a pre-24-7 pornography world. Yeah, so he puts a quarter in, he looks at the woman, and she happens to glance at him, and she goes, Oh my god, are you the guy from Miami Vice? Clang! <laughs> oh, I can't, I would be like, well, yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, he said, I could have put another quarter and said, yep, but I felt like it should have been her quarter. She wanted to see me. Oh, he's like, oh, he's not going to do it. Oh, he's not going to perform for a fan. What a dick bag. Because I'd be like, oh, are you a fan of my work? Well, thank you. Fucking libertarian. Ah, uh, typical. Typical. You know, he's he's like, uh, that, exactly. Uh, um, So, let's see. There's one other thing that I wanted to mention about Lorenzo Music. And that is apparently, I could not find this because I was looking up other things he had done. Apparently, he was the spokesperson for Ruggles ice cream. Ruggles. Yes. And mm. um first of all, imagine that there's you're going to start an ice cream and you what are you going to call it? You're going to call it Ruggles. <laughs> Ruggles? I, I can only assume Made with real rug scrapings. Yeah, like I can only imagine it must be the name of the founder cuz what other reason would you name an ice cream company Ruggles? It sounds to me like i mean it it sounds like like the name it sounds like a saturday morning cartoon series rather than an ice cream but um anyway i could not find any of the commercials that he actually appeared in um though i did find a whole bunch with the ruggles jingle which is apparently goes scoop scoop yum yum ruggles ice cream premium which <laughs> i mean it rhymes so Apparently, Ruggles is an unincorporated community in Ohio. Huh. Okay. Interesting. I wonder if that's where it's from. Yeah. Oh, the name was most likely ultimately de derived from Alman Ruggles, a pioneer settler. Oh. So, I see. So, he, the ice cream is named after his recipe that uses root marm. Mmm. I'm hungry already. <laughs> um, man, also, apparently, again with Lorenzo Music, that uh, Carlton the Doorman was so popular that he actually released a single. He released a single about uh, about Carlton your doorman. Yes, it was a um, a song called "Who Is It," with um, where I guess they're singing "Who Is It," "Who Is It," and then Carlton does a spoken word rap over it, where he's all like, "I'm Carlton your doorman. I'm here to say I love killing dogs in a major way." <laughs> 
that, that that was the thing then. I remember it went, you know, if you had a popular character, then you just release a uh, novelty song about it, uh, you know, based around their their uh, catchphrase. Oh, like uh, like the one we talked about earlier, uh, pencil neck geek. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, whoever it was that was on Car Fifty Four, who was also on uh, on uh, the. Uh, uh, help! It's the hair bear bunch. Oh, the guy whose whole thing was that he was like ooh ooh ooh, and he had a whole song about going ooh ooh. People love that. <laughs> they love that ooh ooh. Can't get enough of that ooh ooh. That's that should have been the name of the song, but no. Sadly. Oh, what was it? Uh, uh, it was called, called ooh ooh. Huh. Okay. Why not? What what a what a weird world. <laughs> um but yeah so i guess he was popular enough that they uh they had this song but not popular enough that his cartoon series could go anywhere well well carlton we didn't need maybe we didn't need you maybe we could have just opened the door ourselves did you ever think of that yeah well you know what i mean um well he's uh it's keeping him off the street yeah i mean you know he could be Help and his mom, side by side, they could be finding both boots instead of just one. But... <laughs> I think that's a good place to start, buddy.